Well, good evening, everyone. Uh, my name is Shuzo Brad Furman. I'm one of the uh, priests in training at the Dragonfly Sangha, and I wanted to continue our discussions on the six paramitas or the the bodhisattva perfections. Um, as a uh, uh, Shuzo Mike and Sensei Tony have been talking about also over the the past several weeks, and uh, tonight I want to talk about the paramita of wisdom, or prajna, as it's called. And before I, I get into prajna, just to to you know recap on the paramitas, the these are not perfections in that you know these are things that you're going to perfect or achieve and you say oh well um i've perfected these things or now that i'm perfect and i'm an enlightened being i can just do these things at will right it's it's more about the practice of these paramitas um, almost like spiritual muscle memory in that the more that you do them the more naturally they'll come into your your uh, uh interactions with others without thinking right um they just become a part of how you live and uh as as i said last time one of the the descriptions that i love about the paramitas is that whenever you practice these these six perfections um you're bringing a little bit of bodhisattva behavior into the world right i, I really like that uh another way to think about it is is we um buddhism we, we offer a lot of incense. We burn a lot of incense. Um, and the way that we sometimes talk about burning incense is that, you know, it, it represents the fact that the world is burning, that everything is on fire, right? And when we burn, we want to give off a sweet smell, incense, right? Um, and... You know, our our temple, the, the Tonboji Temple, our house of meditation, uh, you walk in and you can instantly smell the decades and the, the thousands of sticks of incense that have been burned there. And you can instantly tell, right? Uh, oh, wow, I, I noticed this. And, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to, to leave that fragrance on the air through these behaviors. And as someone who lives in the in the country, I know the opposite of good smells, right? <laughs> I can step outside my door and sniff air uh, different times throughout the year and know exactly what the farmers are up to, right? And so we want to practice these behaviors to improve the air quality uh, uh, for those around us, right? So let's talk a bit about, about prajna or wisdom. Um, the, the Sanskrit word for this paramita is prajna. The Pali word is pana. Uh, you'll sometimes hear it referred to. And, and it's typically translated as wisdom or non-dual awareness, right? So the sense of oneness. Um, and, and wisdom in this context is not, you know, the acquisition of facts. And it's not all of the knowledge that you get when you study Buddhism for a time and and you know, we, we certainly have a, our fair share of teachings and lists and things like that that were designed to be remembered uh, easily. The Four Noble Truths, the Eightfold Path, the Five Skandhas, the Six Paramitas, you know, Karma, Dependent Origination, all of these things. Um, it's very easy to learn these things. But 
wisdom in this sense is not acquisitive. It's not you acquiring something. And oh, now I know this thing and I've, I've acquired this wisdom. Wisdom in this sense is actually about, it's the opposite. It's stripping away from delusion. And, and specifically the delusions and afflictions that prevent us from waking up to the, to the reality that everything is one. And uh, uh, last week, I love that Shuzo Mike referred to delusion as not seeing things right, right? And that's essentially what it is that we're talking about. And, and this practice of wisdom helps us to see things right, to see things as they really are. Now, one of the Buddhist teachings that applies uh, really well in this, um, this practice of prajna are the, the three marks existence. And I want to talk very briefly about the three marks of existence and then um, our principles of oneness, which are are, uh, our order's expression or kind of extension of these marks of existence. So there's this notion in Buddhism that there are three things that are true about all reality. Um, Suffering exists or this teaching of dukkha that there is a sense of unsatisfactoriness nothing is permanent, that all things are impermanent, this, this teaching of anika. Um, and then lastly, that there's no separate or permanent self or anatta. Um, and our three principles of oneness in our order sort of build on that by saying that out of these marks of existence arise these opportunities to act and, and, out of suffering, out of the fact that everyone is suffering, that everyone is is burning like like incense, like I mentioned earlier. But out of that suffering comes compassion and the ability to act compassionately uh, for those folks because we understand that they and we are, are suffering. And out of that impermanence and the fact that nothing lasts forever arises opportunities for creative change, that we can do something about that that we can we can take action that when one thing falls away or one thing ends that we can do something you know benefit of others and to relieve their suffering and that out of that lack of a permanent and separate self in that that emptiness of of permanence or lack of permanence is this connection to everyone this clarity that we're all we're all together in this and sometimes you'll hear folks refer to prajna as the wisdom of emptiness. Anyata is a word that, that uh, uh, we use a lot of times in Buddhism to talk about this emptiness. And, and shunyata or emptiness can be kind of a tricky word. I know it has been for me. Um, you know, because you think about when something's empty. Oh, I feel empty, right? It, you know, thinking that... I'm just, I'm having a lousy day, you know, nothing's going right, I have no energy, I'm feeling just drained, you know. And that's not what we mean by emptiness here. What we, what we mean when we talk about emptiness is that all phenomena, everything, is empty of anything that makes it separate or permanent. Right? So we sometimes refer to shunyata or emptiness as spaciousness, you know, this possibility or indivisibility, that nothing is separate, right? And that if there is anything that could separate us from one another or make us believe that we, 
are are going to to last forever as we are and 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 uh that we're all apart from each other that that stuff doesn't exist <laughs> right and and one of the one of the sutras that we um will oftentimes encounter when we're talking about emptiness or shunyata and and this uh uh, Prajnaparamita is the Prajnaparamita Sutra, or Heart Sutra, as it's called, which is sort of a a line by line takedown, saying that look, there's nothing that is exists on its own. You know, not the uh, it talks about the five skandhas, so it's saying form, nor sensation, nor perception, volition, consciousness, none of these things, or the the sense organs um, that that can pick up on these different things or any of these phenomena are separate. They're empty of separateness. And so all one. And that nothing exists by itself. And that's a thought. And I'll talk in a little bit about what it means to live in that way when you believe that you're separate, us versus them. Versus what it's like to live in a way when you realize that we're all in this together. And and um, uh, another way that we sometimes talk about wisdom in, in this sense of prajna is it's symbolized as a sword that cuts through delusion, right? And it's kind of an intense imagery, right? That there's this sword, this weapon, this tool that's made for cutting. Um, and sometimes you'll see this sort of wisdom in, in Buddhist art or sculpture uh, in the form of, a, of a, uh, a character named Fudo. Uh, and Fudo is this very intense-looking uh, uh, guy with, you know, sharp teeth and um, angry expression, and sometimes there are skulls and, and uh, a third eye on the forehead and things like that. And I have a, a very uh, cute-looking Fudo, and I'll see if I can get him into the camera. But uh, so still very intense look on his eyes or in his face. And you see there he has this little sword of of wisdom meant to cut through delusion. Right. And it's it's easy to live in that world where we think it's, oh, it's us versus them, you know, and they're there and I'm here and I'm I'm by myself and I'm I'm safe and no one can bother me. And, and this is going to be like this forever. And says, no, you know not separate you are not alone you are not apart you are connected and similarly when things are going bad and we're thinking oh man like no one cares no one's gone through this stuff before you know i'm all alone i'm by myself no the wisdom of of oneness prajna will, will help us to realize that we're not that what we're going through is not going to last forever and Unfortunately, like I said, it's easy to get caught up in these delusions and to let our conditioning that it's us in here and everyone else out there. Um, it, we can get caught up in that really easily. And, and a, an analogy I, I, I thought of as I was thinking through this is, um, you know, a few years ago, I, I bought a, a VR headset. I was like, this will be kind of fun you know go through some vr experiences and you know, things like uh you go down into the ocean in a in a shark cage and you see all this aquatic life and then the shark comes out and attaches you or attacks you and you know it's really intense and it it really fools the senses into thinking that all of this stuff is real 
And of course, I, I, I wanted all my friends and family to check this thing out. So I was like, come on over and you got to see this and, and, you know, experience this. And one of my uh, uh, friends came over and he was doing a, a thing where it's you're like on a haunted roller coaster going all over the place. And there's all these, you know, monsters and and just scary, awful things jumping out at you. And you have to shoot it like a carnival ride. And uh, he's there in a chair in front of the TV with his headset on. And I'm I decide to take a video of him about how ridiculous he's acting because he's screaming and flailing and, <laughs> and he has the earphones and the helmet on. And then I showed him the video when he came out and, you know, he takes off, takes off everything and, and takes a look. And, and we both had to laugh at the way he was behaving because the way he was acting physically was a, a manifestation of everything that he thought he was experiencing, everything that he thought to be true in that moment. And isn't that, in a roundabout way, sort of what it's like for us when we believe that we're, that we're separate we believe that there's no way out, you know, that people are out to get us or that these people are our enemies or that we, we don't have a common interest. Um, and we act in a way that when you realize what is true and the fact that we are all connected, it seems really, uh, uh apart from what is real. Um, and so this wisdom, this, this, uh, wisdom of the sword of wisdom right of non-duality helps us to to clear out those delusions of separateness and realize that we are actually all together um you know and and i i know especially in some of the the things that we're we're going through right now there's so much uncertainty and people you know it's easy to get caught up in the sense of well i'm just going to stay over here (laughs) I'm going to kind of continue to build this this uh, 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 wall and roof of opinions about what I believe, and it's going to keep me safe because, well, I'm I'm in the right, right? And everyone out there, they're just crazy. I don't know what it is that they're thinking. And we kind of shore up all these delusions of separateness and, and us versus them mentality. Um, and and I even know in my in my training. Uh, I would oftentimes come to Sensei Tony and say, like, look, with all of this stuff that's going on, like, what's the what's the teaching? Like, what can I tell people? What's the right opinion to have that I can share with people? And people will think, oh, you know, this is great. What a great thing to to know and learn and be aware of. And, uh, you know, again and again, I realize that it's not about having that opinion. It's not about feeding into that that delusion and, and bolstering those separations by saying, well, here's the right thing to believe, you know, and that these people are right and these people are wrong. But it's about recognizing that we're not separate and that if someone is really angry in a moment, that I'm not separate from them and that I can understand like to be angry or if someone's really sad and upset because they lost something or things are changing, that I know what it's like to be lost and scared and to go through change. And that my my goal as a teacher um, and as someone who wants to live nobly is not to reinforce those differences, but to come together and realize like, hey, we're all suffering. What can I how can I help? You know, and when I think about those people in terms of being separate from me, it's really hard to act in a compassionate way. But when I realize I'm not separate and I this wisdom. 
I realized that passion is a very natural thing that flowers out of that realization. And that's the important thing about this teaching of prajna, this practice of wisdom, is that it's not something that you just need to sit on and know. Like, oh, I know that, you know, all phenomena are empty of, of separateness, you know, permanence. I know that we're all one. It's, it needs to influence the way that you act. And, and in our practice, we have these, these three practices of oneness and the ways that the wisdom of, of non-duality manifests itself. One is a, a calming clarity, this realization that, you know, you're not alone and by yourself. You know, it's this practice of, of creative change, like we talked about, that manifests out of the understanding of impermanence that, hey, when one thing ends, it gives us an opportunity to build something else, to create something else. You know, uh, a creative experimentation, we sometimes refer to it. Like, hey, this this hasn't been working or this is no longer possible, so maybe we'll do this. Um, what's possible now because that thing is no longer here or that thing has ended, be it a good thing or a bad thing, um, you know, as we may traditionally consider it. And then the third one is compassion. And that's the one that I want to talk about a little bit, that, you know, when we have this recognition of non-separation uh, between ourselves and others, that compassion is a natural result of that. And I love the word compassion. The etymology of the word compassion is, you know, to suffer with that prefix co, right? Compassion um, or to burn with, you know, going back to that example of burning incense, that the world is on fire, right? And when we practice compassion, we are burning with the other person. We're not saying, oh, you're over there and boy, that's too bad that you're going through that, right? It's it's not seeing what someone's going through and then pitying them and saying, oh, I'm so sorry for you. You know, I really hope that things turn around. It's burning with that person and recognizing that what they're experiencing is something that we have experienced or will experience or would experience if we were in their shoes um, and, and taking action, taking action to relieve that suffering, to work with them and to help them see uh, a, a path forward. And the, the last thing that I wanted to share is from the end of the Heart Sutra, a mantra uh, that, that we sometimes recite in our liturgy by, by way of invoking the, the entire Heart Sutra. Um, and sometimes we, we chant this mantra. And that mantra is Gate, Gate, Paragate, Parasamgate, Bodhiswaha. And essentially what that means is gone, gone, uh, completely gone, very much completely gone, <laughs> in essence. Um, you know, and it, it's talking about gone over as though, you know, going over to the shore of awakening from the shore of suffering, right? Crossing over to the other shore. Um, and we talk about the paramitas as vehicles for helping to go beyond to that shore of awakening. But here's the thing. When you learn to live globally, when you learn the truth of reality, you realize that there's no shore you're going to. There. 
there's there's nothing to be acquired there's nothing you need to get to go over to that other shore there's no buddha to become because you're already the buddha that is the wisdom of non-duality the paramita of prajna in our practice and and how that practice of wisdom comes out in action of of compassion for others so i i hope you found these words helpful if you would like to learn more about what we we do dragonfly sangha um, or if you you would like to speak with someone uh, please visit our website at uh, asksenseitoni.com and uh, with that I, I thank you for your time this evening and I hope you all have a great week <laughs>